When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. It's almost surreal to think that a major music festival happened, but it did, albeit in Texas. ACL Fest Weekend 2 recap, which includes the silky smooth sounds of Mr. George Strait, Aaron Frazier, Duran Jones and the Indications, and an incredible sushi dinner. Plus, one of the acts at ACL Fest was Modest Mouse. Isaac Brock, one of the most interesting humans in the entire industry today. On the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter? Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, Lord Taco. It starts... a glorious day to you. I'm Brad Moritaco, Barry Porter, The What Podcast. I cannot wait to talk about my ACL weekend. My God, guys, this dinner. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I can't stop talking about this dinner that I had. And I'm not kidding about that. This dinner was incredible. This is uh, sushi, right? Yeah, sushi. Yeah, sushi. Can't wait. Yeah, it was my headliner. It was my headliner Saturday night. Because when I'm thinking, you know, a podcast about festivals, about yeah. you know, three guys that love festivals. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear about the sushi, Jenner. Gotta hear Dad talk about sushi. Yeah. yeah, when I go to Austin, Texas, I love to get the sushi. You think about sushi? What uh, yeah. what have you guys been doing? How's everything going? What's new yeah. in Barry's life? What's new in Taco's life? I'm I'm down in uh, St. Simons with my daughter and uh, son-in-law and a brand new baby. So, hey Taco, do you find it odd that um, uh, Barry Quarter always seems to vacation near my mom's house? <laughs> I've been Is looking that, for. I've been it's looking not that for odd that. if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there a hurricane watch put out? I yeah. the flags are up. Have you seen Hurricane Linda since you've been down there? We have not. Oh, but the flags are out. Okay, the flags are out. The flags yeah, are out. The chances, it is kind of weird, isn't it, that your mom lives yeah. miles from my daughter, who yeah. is the only one in our family now who doesn't live in the Chattanooga area. I mean, it's she, even if it's even stranger before the uh, the old lady moved because uh, <laughs> she lived down the road, literally in the same neighborhood as Barry's family. I mean, it's just bizarre of all the places that you could have chosen wow you sure you yeah, weren't related yeah <laughs> it was yeah she lived uh <laughs> they lived within a half mile of each other didn't they yeah pretty, i mean you had to pass nice. you had to pass barry's daughter's house to get to my mom's place <laughs> <laughs> so strange um so you haven't you haven't seen mom huh i haven't seen Linda. I thought she'd been your first call yeah uh, no we'll probably on the way out okay yeah directly out all yeah. the way directly out look at the time we wave as you drive by yeah <laughs> what's taco been doing except for going to you know wrestling bars going to the wrestling bar yeah uh you like that i mean i've never seen somebody enjoy um just total shit like you do 
Um, it is just totally bizarre. How much you love going to a wrestling bar in North Georgia? Man, it's so much fun. And the funniest part is, so we pull up and haven't even gotten out of the, the bus yet. It's still in the parking lot. And the guy comes up and he's knocking on the window and I roll it down and he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, they just closed. We were we were playing. We were the band and we just finished. And so, uh, you know, it's it's done. And and he but he was like, but I'll give you a, a, a parking lot serenade. So he plays like the worst drunken cover of Every Rose Has a Thorn. And, uh, you know, my mind was blown and I was like, thank you for that. And uh, then we start to leave and then he comes back and he's like, wait, wait, wait. I was wrong. They're still open. I was like, well, I thought so. The science is open. So Barry, he saw, more, Barry he saw more music than I did at ACL. <laughs> 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 I got uh, a great story, too. Is, now, I, this, is this, is this they do uh, professional wrestling. Oh, come oh yeah. on. You're using that word really loosely. No, I, uh, I have I have a story is the reason that I asked. This is the honest to gosh truth. I worked at a funeral home uh, when actually my wife was pregnant with the, my daughter that I'm here visiting. I needed a second job and I got a, I got a job. And the first night there was a guy about my age who was also his first night. <laughs> He's one of these guys that never stopped talking. He had a story about everything, you know, and an opinion and all that. And at one point he got on the phone and I realized he was talking to his wrestling partner mm. and they were mm. talking about their upcoming match that weekend. And I realized they could only afford one mask. <laughs> <laughs> and my mind was <laughs> I just pictured these guys tagging out and then sharing the mask. <laughs> I mean, that is a hysterical bit, though, if they did. Every time they tagged in, they'd take the mask off and put it back on. So oh, I told God, you. That'd be hilarious. I promise you, it was at that moment I realized I needed to start keeping a journal because this was going to be one of the greatest jobs ever. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and somebody call Vince McMahon because that is a really, really funny idea. <laughs> Man. You get you just can't make that up. No, so I couldn't. The, That's why I said I got to write this down. Yeah. The reason I brought it up is because Taco in his neighborhood, for some odd reason, there is a bar slash restaurant that's literally a wrestling ring that yeah. you walk. It's called, I think, the wrestling bar or something. It's and called Turnbuckles. <laughs> and it's just down the road from my house. Yeah. And so I know where walk, it is. And when you walk yeah. in, there, there are dudes actually physically wrestling. In the wrestling mm -hmm. ring, every time you walk in, they're taking that's, shots, they're taking bumps, they're taking chairs. It's hysterical. That's where so Kevin. Fun. That's where Kevin wrestled. Every time you send a picture of that place, no one is ever there except for the guys wrestling and you and me. Yeah, isn't that great though? You don't you don't have to worry about running into somebody or you know. I, and they got PBR on draft. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It's, I, it actually sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And you, you get to yell and scream at him and mm -hmm. hate. Yeah, yeah. I think the yeah. thing, look, the, the, there is a part of me as a kid who grew up on professional wrestling that has always wanted to get into the ring and just take a couple of laps, you know, just do the you know, back and forth <laughs> yeah. on the, the ropes. Um, Off the turnbuckle. Yeah, I've wanted somebody yeah. to throw me into the turnbuckle. I've, I've always sort of wanted that. You know, All right, I just next don't time you're in town. I just don't want to, you know, okay. putting it on I, the I've, list. I've got a mask. We can share it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the PBR boys. The PBR yeah. boys. <laughs> PBR boys. Um, so I uh, I went to ACL over the weekend. It was um, uh, first festival since Lollapalooza. And I don't know what it was, but I felt more freaked out about COVID there than I did at Lollapalooza. I think maybe because I was just in Texas, you know, and. Everywhere else that you went, nobody gives a damn. And that feels a little freaky. Is it? Is it as, you know, tied up or as loose as I think it is? Uh, not tied up, but as loose as I think it is in St. Simons, Barry? Oh, yeah, it's loose. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen three masks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really, it was really weird. And, um, you know, the whole time, you know, you just take one of those moments where you cough or you stub your toe and you're like, do I have it? Do I have it now? Do I have it now? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very strange. But, you know, all that, that being said, you know, ACL just it always 
it doesn't matter really. It's it's just like Bonnaroo in that it doesn't matter the lineup. It just feels right. The space always feels right. Um, the energy is always good. You never seem to to have a bad time there. And even though the lineup was was you know short, it felt like man, I don't think anybody gave a damn. It was a uh, exceptionally yeah. great time. Um, I'll start with the silky, silky smooth sounds of maybe the best set I have seen in two years, Aaron Frazier. I am in love with this kid. I have a man crush on him. I am obsessed. Aaron Frazier is the drummer for Duran Jones, The Indications. Duran Jones, The Indications. Duran is is ironically from New Orleans, Um, lived in New Orleans as a kid, born uh, in Lafouche Parish, I think. No, Ascension. He's born in Ascension Parish. And eventually made his way up to Ohio. I think it was Ohio or is it Indiana? One of those states met all the guys in the band, started the band. And now, you know, they've got, you know, some success. I think they're an incredible uh, act. I think I saw them on Thursday in an early show. And, um, you know, you can tell their newer stuff is a little bit more up and, you know, moving and get you dancing. The earlier stuff's a little bit. Um, you know, more more in the 60s soul side of things. But either way, they are so good and they are so tight. Well, every now and then they turn it over to the drummer and the drummer has this falsetto that is just unbelievable. And it was so good. Dan Arbach from the Black Keys found it and did an album with him. And I... Remember when this album came out, mainly because it was Dan and I listened to it. I'm like, man, this is really good. This is blue eyed 60s doo wop soul. And I can't get enough of it. You know how much I love soul music, mm-hmm. Barry. So uh, I really like the album. I put it away for a little while and I, you know, I saw him on the schedule. It's like, oh, he's going to do his own solo thing. Well, I didn't realize it was going to be only his second ever show with this group. And Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was chills. We're every song. It was like Smokey Robinson. You know, it was like this. This kid just plucked out of nowhere with this beautiful falsetto and everything was just so pitch perfect tight. Oh, God, you had I turned around and you saw the entire Black Pumas. You saw all of Duran Jones. You saw a guy in Duran Duran. Uh, you get like it felt like all of the artists knew what they had and they all came yeah. to see Aaron Frazier. It was nuts. Absolutely nice. nuts. You couldn't have given me a hundred dollars to think that was going to be the show that I was going to remember. Nice. Now, you, you probably said earlier, did you go because I mean, because knowing you, you had to make an effort to go. So you, did you make an effort or were you with people that said, Look, we got to go see this one? No. So because so. I went to ACL because of the dinner. I'm not going to lie. I went to the dinner. But um, along the way, I said, well, if there are, you know, a few shows that I want to see, I want to see the Duran. That's why I got there on Thursday night and Friday. I wanted to see Duran Jones in the after show. Um, I wanted to see them versus from a club to a festival. And then I wanted to see Aaron Frazier. Um, And if I got anything along the way, all in. That's cool. Um, But along the way. Speaking of Silky Smooth, sounds as good in 2021 as he did in 1982. Mr. George Strait was fantastic. There's no pretense on that stage. There's nothing that you need to like. There's there's no giant Miley. It's just such a weird contrast at the exact same time. Miley Cyrus is on the other side of the festival uh, doing, you know, God knows what. But on the other side, it's just a man, a few guys with a guitar. Yeah. It was yeah. so simple, so silky, and it, you know, just like we thought, hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And he still sounds great. You know, it's yeah. un- what is it, three, un- three chords, three chords in the truth, right? Makes it work. Yeah. And, you know, I just like, I, I always found it so charming when he would like, he's got this move where every time he hits like a note where he always says, hey, or like, 
He's got this pull away from the mic thing that he does that I find to be so cute. I don't know why I like it so much, but he's just got <laughs> he's got this move. And frankly, it's the only move he has. Like there's not much other stuff going on, um, which I found it to be such a weird coincidence that Miley Cyrus is on the exact same time as him. Um, so no Miley for me, Barry. Uh, but I got you. But I did. I did go to the sushi dinner. I um <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this dinner. Right. So first off, I can't so, wait. Yeah, start us off. So for, <laughs> walk us through it. <laughs> okay, so it's they only seat ten people, um, and I can never get these words right. Omakase, um, well, it's seventeen courses, and it's only with you and nine other people. And you got the sushi chef. You got her chef to her right and her chef to her left. Uh, the guy on the left is, is packing the, the, the sushi or packing the, the rice. And the guy on the right is cutting the fish. And she's putting it all together and preparing it in these beautiful little ways. So you get 17 pieces. Um, now, along the way, you also get a sake pairing every, with every one of them. And then at the end, you get like a lamacha and you can have an extra piece or two at the end of the dinner. Well, I've never been so hungry after a $500 dinner. Um, I uh, <laughs> was starving. Well, now two, two questions. Did she, but make, it was great. Did she make the, uh, what is it? The volcano <laughs> onion. And did she flip the sushi into okay, your That is not the, the same thing. That is a. Because <laughs> <laughs> we tried you're, to do that. Here. You're going yeah, to Kampai of Tokyo. That's a different place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, obviously I know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like the, the, the fish that she was choosing. First off, they're just so unique and so interesting. And she's doing so many weird and, and bizarre and brilliant things with them, like dried marigold leaves on top of. Um, you know, like the, the mm. prawn, but you know, the, these, this fish is just, it just butter. They taste like butter. You know, she's, she's got them so well cured. Like you just like they melt. How do you get fish like this? It was incredible. Um, plus, you know, she is incredibly charming and she's telling the story about how she came up with all these recipes. She's the star of the show. I mean, you just listen to her, tell the stories and, and it's worth every penny. But then the weirdest thing, Talk about a small world, Barry. The guy, her chef to her right, Chef Jeremy, owns a house five blocks away from my house. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he was telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Treme guy. I'm like, where in Treme do you live? And he told me the address. I'm like, dude, I drive by that every day of my life to get to work. Wow. Every single day. I know That's exactly cool. the house that he lives in. That's pretty cool. Tell How me 17, 17 courses. Were they all uh, uh, unique? Uh, yeah. Well, for you, me, I mean, they, everything for me, I got, tasted different. I, I got one twice and it was just a sec. It was like a, a little bit of a rearrangement the second time because there were two meat pieces on there and I don't eat meat. I'll eat fish. So um, they she redid one piece specifically just for me. And it was okay. the Toro. Oh, the Toro. I'll take it all day. I'll take that Toro all day. So that was incredible. Man, I had a great dinner at Laundrette the first night in front of Duran Jones. Man, that was so, then there's this incredible Italian place called Red Ash that I'm uh, I'm a pretty big fan of. There must have been Red Ass. Red. That'd be Red Ash. Red oh, Ash. Red Ash. Sorry. That We must have cleared through 10 bottles of wine. <laughs> 10 bottles of wine <laughs> now now it sounds like my week yeah now this, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm with you i got home on sunday i got home on sunday and hillary picked me up and uh from the airport and it was, it was late she i get in the car he goes she goes damn you smell like booze <laughs> i drank two nights ago I, that's how much we, wow. we poured it on um yeah so so the acl uh, experience again you know, I've always been pretty hard on Austin, but, you know, I was talking to some of the Austin people. They passed some sort of ordinance to do something about the homelessness. Um, you know, it felt a little cleaned up. It felt a little bit more like you could you could, you know, walk around without, you know, tripping over literal people sleeping in the streets. But um, man, 
I still contend everyone in Austin looks like a J crew ad. I feel like I walk into <laughs> J crew every time I'm in Austin, everyone looks exactly the same and not just that they look the same. They're wearing all the same things. They, they go to the same places. It was, it's still a tad strange. Now with all that being said, I don't know, Barry, if you've ever been to Austin, but mm. the thing that I love so much about the city is that everyone seems to care a lot about the things that I care about, like design and um, making something look right. Uh, I mean, everything is cute. I'll put it that way. Everything yeah. is cute. You know, they, they even the Torchies tacos are in incredibly brilliant spaces. You know, the details in that city, um, yeah. at, at least for, you know, user experience stuff is fantastic. They're so well done. So the so, gentrification hasn't ruined that yet. I know they oh, were fighting the it. gentrification's all over the place, all yeah, over the place. Okay. Yeah. And it's okay. just getting, it's just getting wider and wider and wider. And, you know, you get Elon Musk moving his entire operation to Austin, you know, the, all the, the software and the, the, the San Francisco gotcha. is coming with them, you know? weekend though um i'm trying to think of what else uh i saw that that i thought was really interesting i love future islands and i hope one day to be able to talk to him because i find him to be unbelievably interesting um but i'm to the point where if you've seen the future Islands show once or twice i don't know how many more times i need to see that show i love him i, I and i love the band but you know, I saw it again, and this is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. And it's just the same bit over and over and over. Um, yeah. You know, it does. It is fun, though, at this point to watch the crowd. Look, you look around and you watch them see it for the first time. And they look around like, what in the hell is this guy doing? He's ripping off a mask from his face. He's collapsing to the ground. You know, you can literally hear him beating his chest while he's singing. You know, he's punching himself in the face. You know, it's a very physical. He, he went to the wrestling bar. It was the wrestling <laughs> bar on stage. And he combined everything. He's just sweating like a maniac. He's falling down to the ground. He's <laughs> noises. It is a bizarre experience for a first timer. But now after I've seen it like four or five times, I, <laughs> I got it. You know, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I We've different. said that about a couple of bands, right? I mean, yeah. uh, St. Paul and I'm, uh, I'm think... going to I'm seeing St. Paul on Thursday. I'll see. Um, I, I'm I think that me and you have the exact same feeling about St. Paul as much as we love them. But I think that show is very different in a small, condensed space than the places that we've seen it in the last few years. No, nah, no question. Yeah, it's a great show up close for sure. Yeah, I think that no. We did uh, Taco and I did Moon River. And then the only show I've seen since then was the Santana, the Carlos Santana show, which was which was terrific. Yeah, but you can't yep. dance there. You their no. dance police was out. You cannot do any yeah, dancing. That's right. Stay that's in your right. seat. Yeah, stay no in dancing. your seat. Stay, yeah. stay stable. Don't move. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what else? What else did I really enjoy at um, ACL? Uh, Jade Bird, surprisingly really really good she opened up for oh i saw band of horses in a in an after show um jade bird opened up for band of horses and i thought that, that was incredible i was blown away by how good jade bird was because i thought every experience i've had with her has been this very low key down tempo singer songwriter adorable little pixie with a with an acoustic guitar oh my god that was texas you know roadhouse sort of stuff she was on fire in front of band of horses. I did not know that it was going to be that much of a, you know, I'm trying to do my, as much Texas as I can barn burner, but, and then band of horses comes on. All right. Look, I, I, I said this to, to Isaac Brock in my chat with my modest mouse, but I love band of horses. I really do. And you can't find an album that I love more than Funeral. I think their early stuff is incredible. 
absolutely incredible. <clears throat> you could listen to that dude sing all day. But when the new stuff comes on, I just had this visceral, angry reaction. And I think it's all because of a song called In a Drawer. They did a song with Jay Maskus called In a Drawer that I swear to God, Taco, you can check the lyrics on, on double check my work here. But the lyrics literally go, I opened up a drawer. I looked in a drawer. I found it in a drawer. So I took it from a drawer. It is enraging. It's an enraging <laughs> four minutes. I have never. I, has there ever been something that makes you that angry that you listen to other than me? Is there a <laughs> song that physically makes you angry? Yes. Actually, there's it? an artist, Dave Matthews. I can't stand it. <laughs> what can't. about it makes you mad? I have no idea, but it is the only act because his band is terrific, uh -huh. but he's the only act. And it's been this way for years. If, if I can be driving and in one of those, you know, hypnotic states where I'm not even paying attention and something from the radio <laughs> will worm its way in and I will lunge for the radio dial. But that's I, an I entire artist. Wow. Yeah. I just, yeah. As far as a song, I can't think mm. of one right off. Mm. Um, is there, you know, any, is there some... any song redeeming from Dave Matthews that you like? Uh, the ones where he just lets the band play. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, well, the Warren Haynes, uh, what, what is the song that Warren does with you? Oh, um, the Neil Young song. Uh, um, so you have to hear some. You have to hear Dave Matthews with someone else doing someone else's song for it to be <laughs> passing for you. Okay. Pretty much. I really yeah. loved Crosby, Stills, and Nash when Crosby and Stills wasn't there. It was yeah, great. They, I loved yeah, those. When they had guest <laughs> artists. It was just Graham Nash. Loved them. Loved them. Yeah. No, yep. I, there's a few like that. But, uh, yeah. Um, oh, we built this city. That's a song that will that, that I hate. <laughs> I love that song. I hate that yeah, I was song. I to say that's my favorite song. Yeah, uh, good for you. It's it's one of those I feel like the band of that stature should have known better. They should never. Have done I think that. that's the point that I was about to make. In that you guys are so good at this, and yet you put out that. <laughs> not that you not yeah. that you put it out. That you keep playing it, thinking it's yeah. one of your bigger hits. Yeah. I mean, they legitimately love this song. They love it. They love playing it. They love the audience seems to like it. Um, it, it still gets played on satellite radio. It is enraging this song. I mean, I get the message of it. It's a it's a message about like, you know, finding an old picture of your dad, or your grandpa and you, it take harkens you back to times of your past and makes you feel, you know, that feeling that you originally felt in the picture. I get the whole gist of it, but opened yeah. up a drawer, found it in a drawer, looked in a drawer, and I yeah. grabbed it from a drawer, closed <laughs> in the drawer, then opened the drawer. And then yeah. drawer. It is just hokey nonsense. Yeah, um, I got it. Mr. Roboto would be another one. And that, that one's funny to me because uh, Tommy Shaw and the rest of the band won't play it anymore. Really? <laughs> they hate it too. Yeah. Yeah. There are some. Sure. You're talking about major hits. This was like a mediocre hit. Uh, they yeah, I understand. Just keep hanging on to, and I, oh god. Yeah, but the I point that I'm to. making is like I and I and I get a lot of pushback from Band of Horses fans on this, and I understand why. But for me, whenever they try to be a rock band, it just doesn't it doesn't work a lot of times for me. Mm. But when they go back to Funeral, maybe I'm just so partial. To, to that album that I can't really hear them any other way. And that might be on me, but man, um, when they start trying to be a rock band, I'm just like, eh, sing me a ballad. Make me sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <forget the> sad <laughs> stuff. Um, Go back to George Strait a little bit, I guess. Okay. We, we hyped that up so much six months ago. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, we said, what's he got? 53 number ones. He's the, you know, Guinness book. Uh, he can't do them all. What was the set in the crowd? I mean, was it just one, everybody singing along um, all the, from start to finish? Or? Uh, so, 
I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I um I uh there was something different about ACL Fest that is unlike anything um else in the in the country. You can bring chairs. Yeah, that it is was different. a lot. It That's was huge. a lot of it's a lot of sitting and singing. Um, the okay. crowd was definitely sitting and singing. So uh, deep in the heart of Texas, of course, that's the way that he started it. Um, there were songs there that I did not know. Uh, I kind of thought that it would be nonstop hits of stuff that I knew. It turns out I don't know the entire George Strait catalog. Um, to me, uh, you can shut the whole thing down. I can still make Cheyenne. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, he played that really, really early. Um, I loved Carried Away. I think the voice still carries with Carried Away. And then, you know, I, I won't lie. I didn't make it for the second hour. Uh, okay. I didn't okay. make wow. it for the second hour. Two hours. We, we got a good, I mean, I feel like I got a good hour into it. I think that I probably got to, damn it. What is the name of that song? Amarillo by Morning. I never yeah. heard Amarillo by Morning. So did it so feel I, like I, a curated I missed I missed probably a bunch of his a bunch of his uh, actual hits because I, you know, once I heard Carried Away, I was like, I've I've heard the two that I love. Yeah, um, well, that kind of answers. So did it feel like a curated set or just to feel like a, you know, I don't think I, I don't think that I don't think that George Strait's, you know, going off the cuff too much. You know, I don't think I think it's pretty tight. I don't know if he's, you know, just walking around the stage like, all right, yeah. let's do let's do this. One. Yeah. I think stay with stay with me, boys. Follow me. Yeah. I got you. I Did got I hear you. check yes or no? I wonder if I heard check yes or no. I don't remember. Man, I mean, I hope I didn't leave as early as I I did hear check yes or no. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at this. <laughs> I'm looking at the set list right now. I just I just found it. Check yes or no is six. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. So I got through. Yeah. I just I didn't get to Amarillo by morning. He played it way late in the set. I was I was gone probably about an hour. Okay. Um, you know, and the other thing too is the other thing I wish that I, I heard more of. I, I kind of like him when he's a storyteller, and I don't feel like I got a lot of that. Um, you know, but you know, you're just never gonna see George Strait again. So yeah, no, um, it's about that's about all. It's about all I wanted. You know, you give me you give me carried away and still make Cheyenne, and I'm gonna be a pretty happy guy. Cool. The other thing I have for you this week is uh, I have re-sparked my love with Modest Mouse. I uh, I know that, I don't know if you've heard the, the big hit that they've had this year, We Are Between. It's on the new album, Golden Casket. So when the, when the album first came out, I was like, you know, I don't know, Modest Mouse, the, the last couple albums have just been okay. Man, I love this new album so much. It feels like they are so inspired again. And you know, the, the impetus of this album was how can I just go in there and make a whole bunch of noise and make a song out of it? Literally, he's banging on a Coke can in one of the, the songs. Um, so I just felt I re fell in love with the album and I saw the, the show at ACL. Um, and then they were did a show for me last night at uh, the Fillmore in New Orleans. I just love Isaac Brock so much. He is such a unique and bizarre and smart and thoughtful dude, all while being fun and playful. I didn't anticipate this, Barry, but last night I just walked in to say, hey, Isaac, thanks for the interview. I'll just get a picture. Didn't say thank you for the interview. Never got the picture. We sat there and talked for an hour and a half. Wow. You know, you, I, I just. You I, should I probably. Probably tell people who are just tuning into the show and don't know when you say he did a show for me. What you oh, mean for for the radio station? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> they probably let people know <laughs> just for me. That's what yeah. I do. I literally did, did, he, did, he, yeah. did he make sushi as well for you? <laughs> uh, we, I found him at a wrestling bar. Yeah, <laughs> and he was in the parking lot. Was he flipping burgers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he um so they they did a they did a show for the radio station and twenty two hundred people they sold out it's one of the few shows that have stuck through um the fall uh, mainly because they're one of the one shows that sold out um, yeah that'll that'll do it they uh it was a great crowd I thought the set was incredibly tight 
Um, they sound as good as they've ever sounded. Isaac feels inspired. I don't know. I just had such a great time with it. And I kind of wish I would have been, I don't want to say more prepared, but more prepared for my conversation with him. Um, because thinking about it now, after I've talked to him for an hour, hour and a half, I have so many more questions for him. And, and I, and now I've, I've just, I've gotten re-sparked with this, with this guy and this band, and it's made me go back and listen to all the old stuff. And now I want to do the interview over. Mm. I want to do over. Mm. Uh, I've got so many more questions and more interesting things to talk about. But with all that being said, it was still a fine chat and I'm going to uh, uh, play it for you now, if you don't mind. And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for the day. If there's uh, anything else we need to get to before we get to Modest Mouse. No, sounds great. Okay. Sounds yep. great. Let's do it. Modest Mouse, Isaac Brock on the What Podcast. Oh, hello there, friend. This is Brad Steiner. I'm Barry Corder. After you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including... Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith with... Where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. I'm so excited about this. It's kind of strange to say it, but, you know, since you guys have been around since 1996, you know, you've been like a thread in my life this entire time. Yesterday at ACL, if I'm not mistaken, your first ACL was 2004 or 5 with Float On, and then now you're back at ACL 15 years later in front of Jack Harlow and Billie Eilish. Two people who probably were, what, three, four, five years old. That has got to be a really weird sort of mind screw for you. I try not to let it get into my head, you know, Uh, which is to say it should and it doesn't. Is there something refreshing, though, about it? It could it could send you down a dark path, but the refreshing part of it is that you're still there. You know, you're still as relevant as ever. I mean, yeah, it's uh, dude. Honestly, it's all the same to me. Like it, it doesn't. I'm a pretty big Billie Eilish fan, so yeah. uh, you know, so, so that's exciting. Yeah. Things that you get to watch how we're a band. We all get up there and we, you know, like just bang it out and try and figure out how, how to do a live show then you watch something that's like kind of more pop based and it's like how are they going to do this because you know it's still got to be entertainment if it's like one person singing that is fascinating to me who else did you see other than Billy over the weekend um, honestly the only thing I saw from the front of the stage was Billy Eilish yeah. reason being not a big fan of crowds ironically <laughs> I get understand Turns out yeah, I none know. of us are in 2021 these days. It's right not where we want to be. I, I, beg, I beg to differ, man. There looked like there's a lot of people who were pretty happy. Well, also, Texas doesn't seem to understand COVID's happening. I don't know if I saw a mask the entire weekend. It was a bizarre. I mean, you get plucked out of New Orleans and dropped into the middle of Texas, and nobody seems to give a damn about anything that's happening in the world was kind of weird. Yeah, that, 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 that made, was making some people a little edgy on the tour and things. I'm uh, yeah. I'm uh, bizarrely optimistic. So, um, What has it been like touring inside of this COVID thing? Yeah, I mean, we kind of like set up a, a system that of our own that kind of keeps us pretty safe. And so, you know, like uh, it's tricky from town to town, venue to venue, state to state. The rules are different, so that you know the stakes get are higher or lower, mm-hmm. um, and things. But we're you know we're pretty realistic about the fact that if one of us gets on the bus with uh, with COVID, we we've just tanked 
tanked it, you know? And possibly, like, those ripples might even go a little farther than just our own our own situation. It might, you know, might affect other people. So uh, we kept this as a pretty insular uh, tour, which is fine for me. Yeah. Or whatnot, you know, like, I mean, for the anti-crowd guy, yeah, it's, this is working for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, basically, I haven't noticed. I mean, I before COVID, I rarely went in the building except for to play. It's because I don't like being in, you know, like yeah. kind of zero buildings. I, I end up hanging out in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a name of a Modest Mouse song, hanging out in the parking lot. Um, yeah. The, uh, with you. I'm such a big fan of yours and, and the bands, I think is because of a point that you, you touched on a second ago. There's no pretense. Like, I, I don't feel like ever being talked down to. I don't ever feel like I'm being, it feels real and weird all at the same time, which is almost the reason why Golden Casket works so well. Feels optimistic, dare I say? It feels like you might be happy? Uh, well, you know, in all fairness, you know, like just, I have a, a tuna four-year-old, and it, um, I had to correct myself a few times and just and, you know be like, look, Mister Mister Cynical, like, like if you brought two people to the planet, and 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 you just you're just gonna you know like cast shade on it the whole time, like, what do you got to offer? Like what, what like what are some positive inputs to this and things? Can you, you know? Can you, with a clear conscience, actually even be optimistic? And I decided, yes, I, yes, I could. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it actually required me to do a little work on my, uh, on myself. And also, you know, like I, um, I was recording, you know, recording and writing this record during this pandemic. And um, I'm sure as hell now I didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, like I don't know, toss gas on the on the fire of depression and, uh, mm-hmm. and such and things. And so it was. I, I started looking past that to see what see what I what I did like that I saw. Um, when you look and see how much optimism you bring a two and a four year old into the world, right? And right. You start tech. I don't have children, so I don't know what this right. click is like. What is the click when you say to yourself, "Well, I do have something to feel optimistic about," and you do that deep dive, almost like a body check from body scan from top to bottom? Maybe you were pretty optimistic to begin with, right? No, we've got a long road to to hoe, man. As far as uh, like you know, blind optimism, where it's just like I, I choose to be optimistic because that is a nicer nicer way to be. Versus there are solutions, even if we haven't figured them out and whatnot, and it's worth doing. Um, and, and that's kind of that's kind of where I landed is that that uh, all our worrying and hand wringing is you know probably not enough but we can we can we can make a, a good world for our, for people in the future if we want how you the know kid, how, how the kids doing now how where are they right now they're at home yeah they're they're, they're at home do, yeah they're doing they're doing great i mean i brought them out as much as i could do they get into trip. this kind of stuff do they do they like this do they like you playing yeah. a soda can in the uh yeah. studio well, they, 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 yeah, they really get excited by shows. That's like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. And so now they put on their own little concerts at home. Um, you, one, one of them, one of them doesn't even really know words, so they're really good. I, um, I always found you to be playful to begin with. Do you think that having children has made you even more playful, even as a songwriter, as a, as a composer? Um, has, no. have children made you sillier i'm i'm trying to trying to be sillier because it's it's funner but i go between being like you know trying trying to like change myself into someone who speaks properly and uses you know like uses the proper name for everything because i don't want to blow it for them and have them you know like see it and you know just just making the d in school or something <laughs> because because i thought it was cute not to know what you know like, uh. to, to nickname everything so I, and then at the same time, yeah, you, you, you want to be more fun. Um, so, Isaac, I'll give you a – that's a good lesson to have with the children because my father used to have this running joke. And for my the period of until I was 13, 14 years old, he would laugh. He goes, oh, that hurts me in my ovaries. 
And, <laughs> you didn't get it when. and it didn't, took me till a mid-teenager to realize I said that in response to them in the moment, just like dad would. And the right. headcocks were like, what did, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble because of, uh, because of that sort of stuff, too. I actually um, was remembering that I had a, 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 this dude my mom dated after, after a divorce had all these cute cartoon t-shirts and I did not know what they meant and I got like I'd get I'd have to get on different t like save a save a um a tree eat a beaver had no idea what was going on there and things even when I was getting reprimanded for it I'm just like I'm not getting it like apparently uh, we don't like don't you know like yeah, I, I had so a, anyway. I had a uh, t-shirt one time that said Pat McCrotch across the front of it and I wore it to oh that's funny yeah, it was <laughs> and I wore it to school I thought it was just a friend of my dad's. <laughs> I thought it was just like a right. had No, it was not a real person. Yeah, I didn't know that T-shirts could be trouble. Yeah, big trouble. I um, I, I do want to just touch a second again on the on the new album um, because I can't stop listening to it and thinking about it. it, it you. This is not uncommon for you to just start pulling shit out of thin air and playing it on an album. But does it feel like you did more of that this time than you've done in the past? And yeah. And the, and the end question, the end point of this is, I just don't understand where these things start for you and then how they get to where they are. Um, that sentence kind of says it all because I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have the patience to like want to uh, sit down, all you know, all of the Beatles or whatever, and like uh, craft a song on a guitar. I just wanted to make interesting noises and see if they could become a sound, a song, and whatnot. And you know, like the thing is, is like before we did end up putting like chords of some actual instrument on. It was just interesting. There was, there was, it wasn't necessarily music, you know, <laughs> but it was really fun. Um, you know, this is like, and, and, and you start like it's it's really just through repetition. Now, there's a there's this lady she te teaches about like a, a illusion sounds of you know illusions created by sound, and one of the things that happens is almost anything like if you were to just say take a few words from any sentence we've said and just loop it it becomes music yeah and whatnot and that, that goes the same for like banging on a bowl um if you if you loop it and you got you got the time right all of a sudden there's music there and it's really you know really fun. I, i've gotten into uh during the process before i even started working on this record i'd spent jesus like better part of like a few years just trying to learn like forensic software and uh for sound audio and it does that thing where you're it's you'll be looping something and i'll be like is that a, like that's a song i should sample that that's a song i should sample that so and it's completely non-musical i mean this is just like taking like the audio from a room yeah. um and things and then looping it and trying to dig out interesting stuff yeah there was music yeah, I mean, so, James Murphy did it with the LCD sound system. He took the fan that is above his head in his bedroom and turned that into right. a song on the new album. Do um, I mean, like the Beast Boys did a lot, or the Dust Brothers, you know, the producers, right. the Boys, people like that, like, or you know, that that there's a lot of that. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of that going on. It's really Fast. cool. The so, what song on the album is closest to where it started? Uh, uh, back to the middle, easily. Okay. Back right. to the middle was something that I very, um, I wrote in a very traditional way, and I produced it, and we produced it in a very traditional way. There was no, you know, all elements of it existed prior right. to hitting the studio type thing. Did you, know did you I mean? say that consciously? Like, I, I need to have something that has some basic structure on this, or did you just yeah. like it the most? No, no, no. It was, uh, well, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't go in there with, like, I have to go, I, there was, like, there was something I needed to fix, but, uh, in order to feel like I was showing up to the, showing up to the show with, uh, something that we didn't have to ask what the, what it, what is, um, like, here it is, this is obviously a song, um, like, and let's move on and get weird. 
Yeah, and it kind of breaks the ice for something. Like takes a little, little bit of tension away from the process to know that you at least have something. Well, yeah, I mean, is- but 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 I don't. It's not something you had to do. It's just something that you felt it was, you know, a responsibility. I didn't have to do anything. I, I, I could actually right. put out a record of just fan sounds um, <laughs> that aren't musical. It's oh. just not what I want to do or what people I that listen to me would necessarily want to hear. So I do think it would be fascinating to hear some of the first rounds of cuts, though. Man, oh man, I I'm, I'm actually working on I'm working on something, uh, an inside out record of this. Uh, because so many of the crazy sounds like because they weren't necessarily music you know or like they they were taking up too much real estate for singing and something else to happen and I just want to like I I really want to do something that really like uh, contrasts all the really cool weird stuff that gets buried or or, like you know some gets cut just because you can only have so much weird stuff yeah absolutely I love that idea um the uh, speaking of weird stuff, I uh, I think that you're so I find you to be really brave with your song titles, and I wonder if you um, I wonder how much trolling you're doing sometimes, or how What's much. That? Well, like for instance, um, are you are do you ever put in because your song titles are so odd, right, and they're so off off of the 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 beaten path of what a normal person um, a normal album you pick up in a in a store right i wonder if there's secret messages hidden in some of these song titles like there's uh, guilty cocker spaniels is my favorite song title of all time right i wonder if you start with an idea that is so strange and then you sort of like work it around backwards from there that one you want you want to know the honest to god truth okay uh lifted it from literature uh yeah, that was that was that one sentence right there. Guilty Cocker Spaniels was from a, a poetry book um, that someone wrote called "Drunk by Noon" and things, and uh, the, none of the rest of it, but but that one yeah. part. So, oops. Yeah. Uh, we know. I wish I, I wish you'd picked any other one. Um, Doing the cockroach. Okay. Yeah, that one was uh, that, that one was easy. Yeah. It's the latest latest. You know, I don't know. Uh, okay, so so what you're trying, what you're telling me without telling me is that there is a method to the words that you choose to identify these pieces of art and work that you do. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. There's they they are not random. Okay, they're part of the story. Uh, and well, that makes thing, it even more fun. And and stuff. I and I I try not to do anything where I name a song something that doesn't take place in the song because it's freaking confusing yeah. otherwise yeah. Then, then, then then I then you're in danger of like getting into the pretentious art zone yeah it's like you know uh, the song is called the chair and you just describe places that have chairs um uh, Isaac don't get me started on what is the song that I hate and loathe more than anything and I love the band so much I found it in a drawer I opened up a drawer I looked in a drawer and I got it in a drawer Band of Horses literally has a song with Jay Mascus in a drawer I can't for the life of me understand why people like this song it makes me physically angry just to think about it <laughs> i'll ask ben next time i see him when, i when i love i love them so much but man that song I, makes me so angry i had to walk away from the show yesterday i couldn't oh really I, mean, I, I honestly am not familiar with this song although those series of words uh uh i guess drawer isn't a good repetitive repetitive word because it did and there, <laughs> Well, I'm very excited. Uh, the the Modest Mouse show in New Orleans at the Fillmore. Um, it is one of the few shows that we have this fall. We we had a lot scheduled, and so many have gone by the wayside. But but you guys have kept yourself healthy and kept yourself on the road, and um, I can't wait for it. I think that you guys have hit you know some sort of like next level inspiration right now, and I I'm just so excited to see it. You know now for the third time. I'm really awesome. really happy about it. I'm really looking forward to being there. I God, I love New Orleans. Um, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. What's your favorite uh, spot? Favorite spot? Uh, the last time we went there, me and my family got an Airbnb, and I don't even know what neighborhood it was out of. It was out of town. Uh, there was a giant sinkhole in front of the place, and I just, I just the neighborhoods are so nice. I don't know. Yeah. There's just something really. It's just a special place all around. 
All right, well, I, I like I like getting to boat around, uh, you know, like the swamps and such, and bayous and things. Isaac Brock one of the most interesting human beings in this entire industry modest mouse on the what podcast lord taco brad steiner barry quarter uh if you you know if if i have i'll just put it this way go see modest mouse if you can you know i think there are sometimes in the years past a set has not been the best or this work this did this didn't whatever but um i feel like they're really in the pocket right now so they're at Shaking Ease, right, Taco? What weekend is Correct. that? Correct. Uh, that's in two weekends. It's October 22nd to the 24th, and they're playing Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Do cool. it. Do it. Yeah. It is it's um, totally worth it. I find them to be so, so good. And the other thing, too, about them, they work in every space. I don't care if it's an arena or, or a theater mm-hmm. or a bar or a festival. That sound works anywhere. That's they're not can't say that about everybody. Yes, yeah. sure. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is. Although some of the songs are very weird, like, you know, um, but I, I find like all of them are catchy enough for a non fan to get it. So I was with a non fan last night and she was like, oh, I didn't realize that was them. Oh, I I really like that song. Mm. Wow. I th-. And he said in the interview, you know, we try to have enough to get to the weird stuff. You know, I think of it a lot like the Coen brothers, the Coen brothers do a movie for the industry so that they can get the nomination. Then they can do the movies that they really want to do. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Good. Go see a modest mouse. Anything. What's a vacation. Why don't you get on schedule for the vacation, Barry? Uh, we're here for another day or two. Going to get back, uh, Friday evening so we can have a couple of days to ourselves. Are you beaching? And, uh, Are you sitting out and, and, you know, that's the thing about this beach down here. There's really not so much a beach. Uh, no, we're, we're doing a lot of eating, a lot of uh, bike riding and uh, sightseeing. You're not, go- you're not going out to places there. We are to, we're going to go to the oyster bar tonight and maybe one place tomorrow, but no, Kelly's, Kelly's cooked. Zach is okay. cooked. Yeah. We like to go to the store. And, it's and not cook. the culinary capital of the world. I'll put it that way. They've got a couple of these places. <laughs> They've got a couple of good spots. Yeah. Do you go, it's not do New go, Orleans. Do you go across the causeway to um, Brunswick at all to eat? Never to Brunswick. We went okay. to Jekyll for the first time last time we were here and had brunch at the, uh, yeah. Well, the Rockefellers at, used at to that ho- could, at that hotel. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I've that place is just so, that whole place is amazing. There are a couple of spots across the causeway in Brunswick that are actually really good. There's this one place called the Shanty, the Sea Shanty, or something like that. Terrific uh, lunch. The other thing is they've got a brewery there. Um, the I've only had one of their beers, but their space is super super fun. Is that um, like Silver Bluff? Is that the one? It might be. It might be. It's right so, there. We have... So the downtown area is only like, you know, four square blocks. Right. But um, it's right there in that in that downtown area. Go over. It's 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 worth the two hours that you're going to spend in the day. OK. All right. Yeah. Give, yep. it a, give, give it a go. They, it's a nice and, uh, the last section of the boat is uh, they're about to they're working on it for people who are familiar with seeing that. It's so strange. The boat that you lost Barry. But what he's talking about is a uh, there was a crashed boat. They they've been trying to extract it for two years, um, and you can see parts of it there when you drive by. It's very odd. I think that's our cube, Taco. Uh, right. Frozen Barry, uh, yeah. I think, is our cube. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, there you go. We want podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, bye. <laughs>
Consequence Podcast Network. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big 